Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about the business of real life. If you're a working mom or a mompreneur, this is where you want to be. This is where we share tips right off Elaine's Kitchen Table about business and parenting. Being a mom of three and wearing multiple hats, from CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisies Limited to speaker and educator, Elaine knows how valuable your time is, so this podcast is going to be short and sweet. Whether you're tuning in while driving to a meeting, washing dishes, or sitting in the school parking lot waiting to pick up the kids, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated to be that successful person you're capable of being and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I'm so excited to have you here with us today where we talk about the business of real life. And that is advice and tips and failures and and lessons that we learn from what our journey is as an entrepreneur and in business. And today I'm I'm so excited to have our guest with us. And I met with this gentleman uh, at a Starbucks and we probably could have talked for hours. And he has so much information about business, about insurance, and about family. And I really appreciate that about our guest. Our guest today is a businessman who believes that today's entrepreneurs are the most innovative in Canada's history and that their potential for success has no bounds. As the manager of business development at True Shield Insurance, Mike Gaba understands entrepreneurs and the risks that startups face. He takes pride in being able to provide simple insurance solutions for complex businesses. And and making insurance easy to understand, which is great for for business people who just don't even think about it. What I appreciate about Mike is that he has hands-on experience as a work-at-home dad as well. So he really understands where the mompreneur is coming from. Mike and his wife recently just had their third baby. Mike, I just want to say welcome and congratulations. Thank you very much, Elaine. I appreciate you having me on the show today. I, I'm just so honored, and you have to tell us how old is your your newest family member? So, um, well, starting with the newest, uh, our son, uh, his name is Rye, and uh, he's about a week old. And then uh, our daughter, moving on next, is about a year and a half old. Uh, her name is Liv, and then our son, uh, our oldest son, is his name is Gray, and uh, he's about three and a half. That is awesome. So a very busy household. And, and I'm so honored because Mike is actually talking to us from his home. So he's done something magical because we can't hear any of his three little ones. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, this is the quietest our house has been in a very long time. <laughs> so you did something magical. And that would be sending them out to a park? <laughs> something like that. Actually, my wife, uh, yeah, she, she's the magical one. She's, uh, she's out with them right now. So, uh, so we have to give uh, the credit to her. Uh, well, congratulations. Thank and th- you. thank you for sending me a picture of your beautiful baby. I love his name, Rye. As a school teacher for like 14 years, I had, I've never cro- come across that name. Right. Yeah, we, we yeah we love the one syllable names and uh, we just uh, uh, you know when we thought of that name we 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 just fell in love with it. So uh, obviously we were ready to go if it was a boy or a girl because because uh, we don't know it in advance. Uh, we we just like having it as a surprise. But uh, but uh, yeah, we were definitely happy to uh, have him out and and name him Ryan. So does it feel like the dynamics have changed already? Because two two is two is more. S- 
I don't want to say simple, but you know, one parent can take one child and the other parent can take the other. And now there's three. Do you feel that that changes the dynamics a little bit? It does. Um, and what's really interesting is when uh, when our uh, when our daughter was born, um, our oldest son um, really embraced the big brother role and and uh, just couldn't get enough of her. Just wanted to hold her and um, you know kiss baby, <coughs> excuse me, and um, you know um, help her with bottles and that and that and all of that and. Uh, and uh, there, you know, we were wondering how our daughter was going to respond um, to being a big sister, and uh, I, uh, I actually uh, secretly anticipated her just embracing that role, and she did. She fully embraced it. Uh, she she wants to hold them, and you know, uh, now her favorite word is baby. She always wants baby, baby, and uh, and loves to you know touch his toes and that type of thing, and uh, so. So the dynamic has changed, um, but uh, the, the, this is certainly a very loving household though. Our kids just, uh, they're really uh, close, um, obviously they're close in age, but they're very close uh, in terms of brother and sister. So uh, so yeah, the dynamic has changed, but it's it's only getting better. I love it. I, I have to agree. I have three as well, so I totally agree. It's a, it's a great change in dynamic. Now, Mike, you have to help me fill in the blanks here. We know that right now you are with True Shield Insurance, but what was your very, very first job that you can remember? The um, very first job I can remember, um, my mom set this job up with an ice cream shop um, pretty close to our house. And uh, I was actually shoveling dirt into plastic bags so that they could sell soil in little bags. Well, they weren't little bags. They were actually quite large. And, and so uh, it was a very tired job. I was quite sore. It didn't actually last too long. But, but uh, anyways, the, uh, the, um, the first job I can remember, yeah, I was probably eight or nine years old. Wow. <laughs> and did they pay you an ice cream? Um, unfortunately, they did not. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, but whatever they did pay me, uh, you know, we we uh, we put away. And my mom tried to teach me, you know, this is this is how you earn money. This, you know, you you, you show up. You're, you know, even if you don't. Obviously, it wasn't a job that uh, I really wanted to go to. Uh, it was kind of exciting at first, but uh, um, you know, my mom tried to teach me. Well, you know, you committed to whatever a certain number of days or whatever it was, and uh, and so you you kind of show up and you finish, and then you you come home and you're done. So, uh, so I don't remember what we did with the money, but uh, but anyways, it was all about just the responsibility. I, I love that you said that. You know, the lesson that the lessons that you learned from your first job wasn't actually from the job itself, but your mom is telling you what those lessons should be about showing up, about commitment and responsibility. Thank you for sharing that. I think that is definitely uh, life habits and life lessons that you learned from that first job at nine years old. My goodness. Mike, you're a wealth of information regarding how small business owners can be protected and insured. Do you have a story? Like, can you share one of your stories about one of the biggest mistakes in business that, that we can, that you've witnessed that we can learn from? Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, the, it, it, it starts with a, with a bit of a funny story, but it does come to a point. And, uh, and in particular case, um, there was a, uh, a vendor who sold a, a water bottle. And uh, anyways, uh, to make a long story short, it, the, the bottle had a fly in it. And um, the, the person who opened it um, ended up taking them to court because of, uh, I believe it was, you know, uh, a, a certain type of depression that he got with the fly within the bottle. And, and then there was 
resulting in you know uh, some type of injury to his family and type of thing. Oh, and this is all from the uh, the fly being a water bottle. So, um, anyways, it went to court and he awarded three hundred thousand dollars in court as as a as damages. And uh, and this is in Canada, so it's not a crazy United States story. But uh, anyways, um, it ended up going up to the, uh, the next level court, right up to the top, and uh, the 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 kid missed and uh and you might ask yourself how does this affect me and the point of this story is you don't always necessarily need to have um, um a significant exposure to be sued or taken to court uh in this particular case i mean it was it was a it was a fly in a water bottle uh, and so the vendor who's selling water bottles might, might say to himself well i don't think i really need insurance um selling water bottles and uh, at the end of the day um, what first that can happen, and um, in this case, it was it was about a million bucks in legal costs that uh, that ended up being you know as a as, as a total sum um, that the uh, insurance company ends up selling up um, to defend it. Sorry, and that so, just cut out there, but you said about a million dollars in legal fees. Um, yeah, the uh, the the total legal fees. I don't I don't know if it was just for for him, but the the total legal fees. Uh, were, was over a million dollars. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely adds up. So 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 I think mistakes is that uh, um, people might consider their product to be very low risk, um, just like just like a water bottle, for example. But that necessarily means somebody can't claim you caused them damage and then take you to court and then without legal costs. Um, you know, if, if let's say the person selling the water bottle couldn't then pay for the extra legal cost to take it to the next level court, well, he would he he would have had to shell out three hundred grand. So, um, so just because I get anyways, the point I'm trying to make is that just because you might think you have an exposure, you can't claim that you caused them. And so, speaking insurance, um, insurance of course includes legal defense and legal costs. So another way to look Insurance might be to frame it as, "Oh, this is going to protect me in case somebody comes with a claim." That even if it seems frivolous, you know, still going to be protected. Thank you for sharing that. It is frightful to to think that you know what uh, your product or service doesn't necessarily have to cause physical uh, damage or or some type of injury, but uh, if a person claims that it has caused them suffering. Um, that it could escalate like that. Would you say that with small businesses, would liability be the their number one importance in in small business insurance? Um, yeah. Well, um, I would say that it, it it would probably depend um, on the business. But uh, a startup who is um, you know let's say say they have uh, you know ten or twenty grand in uh, in property. Um, you know that's recoverable from, but uh, in that particular case with the water bottle, you know uh, a three hundred thousand uh, dollar you know payout for uh, you know for for damages, um, you know would that sink you? I, I don't know, but that's a lot of money. Yes. Okay. Um, what would you say is the average or should be the normal coverage for liability then for a small business owner? Um, in today's world, um, it seems like five million is the is the is the amount that most people should start with, um, and that might seem high, but 
but it does include um, defense costs and and damages. And 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 I think when most people look at the pricing from say one million to two million to five million, I think what they'll find is that the price difference usually reflects the exposure. And and so if the exposure is low, the price difference should be low as well. Okay. So are you saying that if you have a product that you should probably do the five million coverage. Yeah, I would say um, if you're just if you have any type of business exposure, you should have five million in coverage. Okay, so by exposure you mean what? Oh, um, well, I mean um, exposure might not necessarily be a product. It could be uh, you're an interior designer giving advice, um, or uh, um, you. Um, I'm just trying to think of a different example here, but. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to be um, like a product. Or if you're an accountant and you have people coming to your home um, and they have a slip and fall um, on your step, um, that would be your business insurance stepping in at that point. Okay, so I'm going to lead this into my next question, Mike. What would you say are the top three mistakes that you see in small businesses when it comes to protect to not protecting themselves? Um, well, I would say the uh, the first one would be. Um, not not buying insurance at all, um, and just taking the assumption as though um, you know it's it's something we'll worry about later. Um, nothing's going to happen now, um, so we'll just figure it out later. So I, I don't I don't need insurance. So that would be the first one. Um, the second one um, I think would be, um, and this is this this one's quite common where um, people will go for funding or uh, they'll go to a company. Um, well, exactly like that. Like they go for funding. And uh, the company requires them to have uh, liability insurance. And uh, um, so the, what they do is they put in place the, you know, the fastest um, and cheapest type of coverage they can. And uh, what they don't realize is that it might not even cover them. I mean, it it will it, probably be enough to get the lending secured, but it doesn't actually do anything um, uh, to cover their exposure depending on what their exposure is so I would say that would be the second one just kinda get a liability policy yeah we're good to go and then forget about it without actually having somebody go through it and explain it you know just cuz it's just another step in the process um, and then uh, the third mistake I would say would be um, not reviewing it on uh, maybe an annual or semi-annual basis um, keeping it up to date cuz b- businesses change um, you know, for example, you might have the same exact product, but now you've ventured out into different countries. So now you're now you have maybe uh, maybe a European exposure, or you know, um, uh, sending it off to uh, um, the United States or uh, or South America. So um, even though your products might not change, the the exposures can. So I think reviewing that annually or semi-annually um, would be uh, something that's important. That I don't know if a lot of people are really putting the time to do properly. No, thank you for pointing that out. That's actually a good eye-opener for me as well. But I like how you said that, that those three mistakes, that not having insurance at all, having something that they get quick and it's probably not even the right insurance for them. But that last one is reviewing and, and making sure that your insurance is growing with your business, that it's the right coverage. Those are great points. Thank you. Now, Mike, you have many tips and strategies to share, just as you are right now. And I think what I, I want to know is that our listeners would actually love to hear some tips about having a successful business with, regarding avoiding insurance problems. So how can we, how can we do that? 
Does that um, go back to what you were saying about checking in and making sure we have the right insurance? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, there's a um, just a real simple way that uh, that I recommend uh, taking a, a serious look at your insurance, and this isn't meant to be time consuming, but you know, just 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 make just put two columns on a piece of paper, um, write down everything that you own that's business owned um, on one side, and that would be your property, um, and then on the other side. Um, Write down the ways that uh, your business could cause damage to somebody else. Um, you know, either property damage or or bodily damage. Um, and then also to include what would happen um, if, like, do you have a cyber exposure? Uh, meaning, do you have client data that, if it were breached, um, could, you know, could potentially uh, cause damage to people, like identity theft and that? Like, are you taking customers' information, and uh, how are you protecting that? So. Um, I would say if, if you if you really look at those three and get those somewhat prepared and then are able to talk to an insurance professional who's able to take that and then expand on it, I think that would be a really quick and smooth process because um, you, you'd be prepared and then the other person could just kind of uh, not take it over but, you know, put their expertise into the mix. No, that's perfect. Thank you. I think I think there's a golden nugget right there for our listeners who are thinking, well, I don't think about insurance or, or they actually have insurance already, but they they might now question, do I have the right coverage? But I love your two-column idea of jotting down what we own and and ways that what our business does can possibly damage someone. Else. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not it's not a fun exercise, but uh but um, I mean, it's it, it. I think it's an important one, and uh, it's some, something that if you just if you just kind of really look at it, a um, you might realize you're not covered, and obviously maybe that's not you know. Then you have to spend a little bit more time you know um, with the insurance provider looking at ways to cover that. But b, um, frankly, you know, it might save your business. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. So I'm going to hop into your Eureka moment, and I want to know, Mike, what is the best lesson in business that you have learned, either from a mentor or from your own journey, that makes you who you are today? Um, well, you know, that's an interesting question, and there's uh, I do have uh, a couple mentors that uh, that I, I go to on a regular basis that I'm able to bounce things off of, and I would say, A, um, if, if somebody uh, doesn't have a mentor... Um, or somebody they can go to um, that has more success than they do, or in in the field that they want to talk about, uh, that 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 they should, you know, they they might want to consider talking to somebody or finding somebody. But B, I think I think the um, the the one thing that um, I could say would be well, there, there's there's tough because there's so many things, but uh, um, I think I think the one would be to just. To just li- really listen to your gut and your intuition. Um, I don't think that um, it's it's always perfect, and you have to balance it out um, with with your head. Um, right? You have to balance your head and your heart. But I think uh, I'm the type of guy that leads with my heart, and uh, I would say um, really pay attention to your intuition um, and balance it out with your head too. <laughs> I, I love that you you sound like uh, actually Jim Trilliving has uh, that same belief of. Uh, going with your gut and yeah totally love that can you think of an example that you could share with us of how you had to use this this uh, intuition and in listening to your gut in a situation of business 
Sure. Um, sure. Uh, so um, in my in my previous role, um, I was really happy working with a great team, and uh, um, I was um, you know offered a place on the uh, on the True Shield team. And uh, um, obviously, with change, there's a lot of things to consider. Um, you know, uh, you have a family to consider. Um, there's there's a lot of things that go through your head, um, even when it looks like a great opportunity. And uh, and of course, uh, you know, you have to take a little bit of faith uh, in things that you do. But uh, I uh, listened to my gut and it, and it told me, yeah, this is the this is the right thing to do. Um, it made sense in my head. Um, but it was really my heart that made that decision for me at the end of the day. So um, if, if your heart's not in it, then, uh, you know, no matter how much you really want it and you think you want it, um, you know, it may not be the best thing or may not work out. So I would say, yeah, taking the job with True Shield is definitely something right. Listen to my intuition, and I jumped on it, and I'm very glad I did. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, if your heart's not into it, then you probably shouldn't be there because that you need that that drive, that passion, that why. And I, I think that that why does come from the heart. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And Now, having I, I told our audience that you have the experience of working from home, and I, I want to jump into that your habits of success and in business. So what would you say are some of your tips or strategies, your top three habits perhaps, or top two habits in maintaining that business success that you could share with our listeners? Sure. Um, okay. Well, uh, um, one, um, a mentor shared with me uh, a couple years ago um, to write on a piece of paper, uh, why am I not doing what I know I should be doing? And, um, and to put that where I couldn't, not look at it during the day, and uh, and uh, sure enough, um, you know when I found myself uh, um, wasting time, uh, frankly, I would look at that and ask myself, why am I not doing what I know I should? And, and I always knew what I should be doing, and and it and it got me back on track. Um, so I would say that's tip number one. Um, tip number two. Um, Sorry, I have, to, I have to clarify that. So you're saying, write down. Why you? Oh, so so I'm sorry. the The line is, why am I not doing what I know I should be doing? Huh. And to put that where you couldn't miss it, and so I would look at that and ask, and I, 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 and to be honest, you know when you're not doing what you know you should be doing. So, so in looking at that, I would, I would ask myself, am I doing what I know is going to make me successful? And, uh, um. And then it would get me back on track. Okay, that's that's awesome. I've never heard it put that way. That's it's uh, it it, uh, it works. Um, it works for sure, especially especially on tasks where I mean everybody has their strengths. Um, so on a task where maybe it's uh, not your strength, or you really wish you were doing something different, that's that's where that line really helps. And looking at that, so um, it helps you get the things done that aren't really your favorite things to do. No, that's awesome. That definitely will help. Number yeah. two, what's your second habit? Second habit takes a bit of reflection, um, but uh, um, I found um, you know when having a family and uh, you know business ambition and uh, um, really wanting to be a success, I, I really had to define uh, what success was to me, and uh, and uh, really I, I had three areas really, um, and there was a family, uh, um, there was a personal development. Um, actually, I'm sorry. There's four areas. Uh, there was uh, um, work, and then there was um, there's also fitness because I do think that 
you know, fitness should be a part of a regime. Um, you know, it's not always the funnest thing, but you know, keeps you healthy. And uh, anyways, I, I looked at each area and I and I really asked myself, what would allow me to be successful in all of these areas if I did every day? Like, what's the, what, what's really the common denominator, I guess, for each one? And uh, or not really common, but um, you know, for for uh, personal development, um, it was if I could um, listen to an audiobook for one hour a day because I listen to audiobooks. So I said to myself, if I can listen to audiobooks for one hour a day, would that suffice for personal development? And I said, yes. So I, I actually was able to let go of the idea of I should be doing personal development right now because I, I said to myself, it's not the time I should be doing this. I've already, I've already done that for the day. And then fitness, you know, had its own place. And so what it really did was it, it, it got me to do the things that I know I would be successful to that I know I needed to do to be successful. And then uh, ultimately it freed up the whole rest of the day for me not to worry about those things anymore. Um, Absolutely makes sense, yeah. So anyways, um, and then the third one, I would say uh, um, as far as a habit goes, um, (laughs) if you just do those other two habits, you'll be be successful. Awesome. I I love how you uh, worded your second one that, uh, you know, defining what success is to you. And we can't measure our success by someone else's level of success because we're, our happiness is dependent on, on your own self. And, but I, I like how you broke down it, your definition of how you would feel successful into family, personal development, work, and fitness. And I was listening and I was like, oh yeah, you could listen to that audiobook while going for a jog. And there's your two in one right there. But I really appreciate how you said that when it's done, it's done. Like you don't have to come back and, and it doesn't fester and, and you don't feel like uh, you got to come back to it. Just like checking emails. Like it, you could check emails all day long but if you just plan you know I'm going to check emails twice a day and reply to them right then then you aren't wasting time going back and forth and so I really like how you scheduled that and of course I'm all about routines and scheduling (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but thank you and you know what Mike you are a pleasure to talk with and I so appreciate you do you have one more word of advice to to people who work from home having experienced that yourself yeah um, I would say um, the, the the one piece of advice to be able to work from home uh, assuming you have a busy household would be to uh, to set clear boundaries as to when you're working and when you're not and uh, when you're working um, it like so when I'm working from home and I don't work as from home as much anymore but you know when I am working from home um, you know that the family looks at me like I'm not there, and that's 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 I think the only way it can really happen is uh, you have to have very clear boundaries and you have to stick to them. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's can be hard sometimes, <laughs> but yes, I like that clear boundaries of when you're actually working and when you're not, and it's okay to not, and it's okay to to put that close sign even for yourself and just step away. I think, yeah, because you need to have those boundaries for yourself. I think. Mike, thank you. It's been a true honor to have you on our show. And if people wanted to connect with you and find you, where could they do that? So um, they can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, just search my name. Uh, um, I don't know if it's Mike or Michael Yaba, but uh, search up, uh, search me up on TrueShield and uh, I'll come up. Uh, 
you know, I'm on Twitter, uh, Real Mike Gabba, and uh, really those are the two places to really connect with me. And then uh, if you reach out, um, I'll definitely, I'm always connected, so I'll, I'll get back to you. That sounds awesome. And I'll also have uh, ways to find you in our show notes as well. So, Mike, thank you very much. It's been an honor, and I know that I got some uh, golden nuggets from our conversation, and thank you. Well, thanks for having me. I, yeah, I definitely appreciate, like I said, having you on my show. Or sorry, having you on my show. Having me on your <laughs> it show. It is your show. <laughs> We're going to call this the Mike Gabba show. <laughs> exactly. No, no. But uh, no, I, I certainly appreciate that. And uh, and I know you're uh, you're a super busy person as well. So thank you for making the time for me this morning. It truly was an honor. Thank you, Mike. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on Elaine's Kitchen Table. And we always love to hear from you. So please do find me on uh, Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table or on Twitter at Chat with Elaine. So thank you so much and I look forward to connecting with you. Bye for now.